0: Radio, your gamers role. this side of Twist Mountain.
1: I'm Nathiel. I'm Josh. And I'm Sam. For today's broadcast, we'll be catching up on our Weeks in Pokémon, reviewing the latest Pokémon news, highlighting the sixth Pokémon movie, and spotlighting a Celestial Pokémon from Hoenn. So sit back, relax, and give your Radio Rotom what it wants. Alright, how are you guys doing this fine morning?
2: Wonderful.
0: I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm here. (laughs) And it's Pokemon, so it's a pretty good morning.
1: It is a pretty good morning. So, Josh, (laughs) how are things going for Pokemon for you in Texas?
2: Oh, they're going well. They're going well. Um, I actually haven't been doing a holy ton in the game as of late. Uh, I've just been breeding for a Shiny mill tank. Which I might stop doing soon because, really, it's not that much cooler looking than the original. Okay. And I'm sitting at about six, 700 eggs-ish somewhere in there, and I'm just getting a little tired of it. Yikes. But, I yeah, that's pretty much...
0: I can imagine you'd be getting tired of it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, that's nowhere near my top number before I got a shiny, but still, there are other things that I need and want to breed, and I think that I've been playing less because I've been getting sick of Miltank. So I'll probably stop doing that soon because I have a team that I built on Showdown and I need to build it in real life because it destroys everything's face. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's it for the game. But um, let's see. Down here, we had our second league challenge. Uh, Not this last Saturday, but the Saturday before. And it was, it was good. We had about the same number of people, which I was kind of sad about. I was hoping we'd get a few more people in. But um, it was still a really cool tournament. Um, Aaron Grubbs, who went to Worlds, I want to say, two years ago, and is ranked in the top ten in the nation right now for Masters, uh, he came down to the tournament, and he ended up winning it, which was really exciting. Solid. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good kid, too, so it was cool to have him down there, and it was cool because he brought his brother, who is a senior, and his brother his brother did fairly well, too. I mean, when you're training with one of the best in the world, it makes sense that you're going to do well, but I think the coolest part was when they came down to the tournament, there were three entries because they're trying to get their dad to start playing Pokemon with them. Oh, so it was pretty cool. Their dad entered the tournament, and he had a couple wins on the day. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was nice to have three grubs participating in the tournament. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And we're actually getting ready. Next week is when we're this coming week is when we're starting uh, our two times a week league. The league owner or the venue owner. For our league wants to do a saturday league as well during the summer so what i will probably do is thursday nights i will probably have my league leaders running the show and i'll be there on the saturdays managing everything because i mean two times a week is way more than my wife will allow for me <laughs> so yeah <Yo. laughs> But, yeah, and then we're just getting everything ready for our Nationals trip. We've got, uh, I want to say, 14 people going from Corpus. And a few are going separately, but we're taking a group of, I want to say, it's at least 11. Um, So we're probably going to be renting a 15-passenger van and making the trek.
1: Very awesome.
2: Oh, my goodness. That's really
1: cool.
2: It's really exciting. I think that a lot of people really built the excitement for it after we went to state and had the two state champs down here. People are just like, Oh my gosh, you know, we're actually good here in Corpus Christi. We got to (laughs) go. So it's really exciting. We've got a lot of people. um, I actually had to talk to a couple of people at league this last week and tell them that they need to talk to me about their teams on Thursdays only because I've had kids from league, like texting me multiple times a day saying, Hey, I'm going to use this Pokemon and this Pokemon and this Pokemon. Yep. And yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. You know, nothing exciting at all.
0: Not even a little. No,
2: no, not even
0: a little. (laughs) Very. Oh well, my literally only thing that I've been. Literally the only thing that I have been doing has been playing my Nuzlocke run of HeartGold. So I'm going to give everybody an update on Team Girl Power. Which is what I'm affectionately calling my team in this run because all of my Pokemon are female.
2: (laughs) And everybody loves a little girl power, let's be honest.
0: It's Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, So I've got... My current team right now is a Butterfree whom I've named Miku. She is sitting at level 16. I have a Sandshrew I've nicknamed Demeter at level 20. I have my shiny Bellsprout Kinero at level 15. I've got myself a Ghastly, who I call Spectra at level 16. And a Quilava, um, Azula, at level 20. And then Serafina, my Pidgey, at level 14. I've gotten all three. I've gotten the first three badges, and I've only had one Pokemon death. And that was my Woover, which was the saddest thing ever. Um, the most recent victory was Whitney which was super terrifying. (laughs) I was dreading getting to that stupid gym.
2: Oh, Whitney.
0: I did so much level grinding, because when I picked up um, Demeter, my Sandshrew, she was the only Pokemon I had that was really going to stand a chance against that rollout. So... She was like my only hope of getting through that stupid gym, and she performed magnificently, so I was really, really pleased. I didn't lose any of my Pokemon, and that was wonderful. I'm sitting at about 11 hours of gameplay right now, which is quite a few hours of gameplay for three badges, but in a Nuzlocke run, you kind of have to make sure you're doing a ton of level grinding, or you will lose all of your Pokemon. Yep. And I am on my way to Ecruteak.
2: That's awesome.
0: It's going pretty well.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was just, yes, looking at your team. And no, no, Rollout was not your friend until Sand true.
0: No, like I was terrified. Oh <laughs> I was terrified, especially because I lost um, Wooper before we went into that, before I went into that city. So yeah, um... like Wooper was going to be my saving grace then. And I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? <laughs> And then I was blessed from the heavens with Demeter.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because half of your team is weak to roll out. And (laughs) two of the other Pokemon on your team have horrible physical defense. So, jeez.
0: It was bad. I was so scared. I didn't think I was ever going to get past Whitney.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm very, very proud of you for doing it with that team.
0: It was rough, but we, (laughs) we managed to make it. And I think, like, this... Heart Gold and Soul Silver are at a point in the series where the AI is a little bit better. So, when I put Demeter out, Whitney didn't use quite as much rollout because Sancher resists the rollout. So, that made my life a lot easier. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. It was the milk drink that killed me.
2: Mm hmm. All day long.
0: Accursed milk drink.
2: That's why I'm breeding a milk tank right now.
0: You should just name it Whitney.
2: I should. (laughs) I don't know. I was going to stick with my 2%, but Whitney is good as well.
0: It will strike fear into the hearts of your opponents.
1: (laughs) People are traumatized by Whitney. Yes, yes.
0: We've all
2: had our experience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What have you been up to, Sam?
1: Well, I've been getting ready for my league challenge that'll be this afternoon. And that'll be really cool. I'm looking forward to it. There are are a number of people who are going to be showing up, so kind of hoping maybe we can break even the 18 that we set last time. So that'll be exciting. Uh, We also had the Elite Four tournament the other day too at my league. And of those, Of the eight challengers that fought the Elite Four, only two had any wins of any kind. Oh, goodness. And of those two, only one of them had enough wins to be able to fight me. Jeez. So You've got a
0: pretty hardcore Elite Four going on right now.
1: Yeah, the difficulty has apparently ramped up rather significantly. And then the person who made it through the Elite Four to fight me was Scott. Which was also a very pleasant surprise, because he hasn't really played a whole lot since Gen 5. So he ran through and he put the hurt on two people, and then got to fight me. And that was really exciting. If I was glad that it was him, too. If I wanted anybody to be able to get to fight me, hopefully it would be all eight people. But if anybody was going to do it, I wanted it to be
0: Scott.
3: Yeah,
2: Scott. Scott.
0: I still love you, Scott. It's fine.
1: (laughs) So that was the thing. And we have also been talking a little bit more about um, the trading card game up here, trying to expand that, especially when it comes to Uh, possibly a couple of tournaments where we have an entry fee for people to pop in, and then we can use the entry fees to get bigger and better prize support for people, as opposed to just kind of hanging out and just, oh, well, you know, it's a free tournament, and I guess if I want to do a buy-in, we can do it that way. So, I don't know. I'd like for it to have actual prize support by giving the money that we collect back to the store. And then the store would determine what is worth their while to give to us as well.
2: Yeah. Everybody loves prizes. It's let's true. be honest.
1: And, you know, I have a really good feeling about it this time around, especially because I'm kind of on a winning streak with this one, actually, because I've been going to a lot of stores And they've been very receptive to the idea of what I've had to say when I go in there. Like, I was just in GameStop the other day, and I spoke to the manager there, and he said he was totally okay with me putting flyers in the store for people to pick up.
0: Well, that's a new thing.
1: It was a very new thing. I just walked in there and just like, so if I put flyers in here for a tournament that we were going to have in maybe a couple months, would it be okay if we would do this? He said, yeah, sure, that's not a problem. Nice. And I was just like, well, what changed here?
0: Yeah, because we were were definitely not allowed to do anything like that when I was working there. Like, that was was just like the corporate rule. (laughs) Uh
1: Uh-huh. So... I'm thinking that there's a little bit of gratitude there for the event that we held for the midnight release of X&Y there. Because the, what we did there and at both locations was pretty amazing for helping boost a lot of the excitement for it. I mean, we've, we busted our butts getting a lot of that stuff ready to go. So I think they were appreciative of that fact which is good. I'm, yeah. I was glad to see that happen because putting some flyers like those little sixth-page things in there for people to just pick up and take with them would be tremendous for getting more people coming to League.
2: I can tell you from experience it works very well.
1: Oh, yes. By the way, I need that document again. Because apparently when I had to reset my computer, I lost that. So if you still have it... I can email it to you. Perfect. Thank you very much.
2: I'm here to serve.
1: (laughs) Then I've been pretty much just playing it by ear for the rest of my Pokemon stuff here. I've been just kind of hammering out a couple of decks that I really want to get done. And for the video game, I've been trying to complete my version of Y so that I can get my Megastones there and transfer them over to X.
2: Megastones are good.
1: Yes, and I need to do it because I don't have the agronite. Ooh,
2: and yes.
1: That is kind of a critical thing. It's the one part about... Pokemon X that I don't like is that I don't get the Aggronite. And... Otherwise, everything else is just brilliant. So, you know, that is a thing. Also, uh, Natil, you and I need to trade a Pokemon at some point.
0: Oh, do we? Yes, Yes, we do. do. Yes, we do. Dun-dun-dun! What do you mean? uh, For those of
1: you who... Still don't know what I mean. I just posted that episode today, which has that particular victory road story in it. So, yeah, you'll just have to listen to that one to find out what it is that we're talking about here. I'm sure people will know by now, but it'll be a nice surprise that will be kind of retroactive here.
0: So I'm obviously not going to listen to the podcast while we're talking about the while we're doing the podcast, right? No, of
1: course I'm not doing that right now.
3: I think you <laughs> have yeah, to yeah <laughs> we
1: we should just just do just listen to the podcast as we're podcasting while we podcast. Yeah,
3: that that's what like I'm doing be.
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. well, that is everything that I have for Pokemon chatter here and yeah, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to add to that.
2: I'm I'm done.
1: I'm good. All right, we will then move on to the news desk. And now it is time for our news desk here and we have a couple of underground announcements for everybody. The first of which is that voting for Double Team is now open. So, for Double Team, you can go to the Facebook group, you can go to the D20 Radio Network forums, you can also just send us an email or a tweet, you know, any way you want to. We'll take the first three suggestions for Double Team, and we'll spotlight that particular Pokemon after people have voted on which of the three that they would like to see a team built around in the near future. And have that be the main topic of one of our episodes to come in the future.
0: That is going to be intense. Double yes. team segments are always intense.
1: Especially that one time when we got all of those um, Helix Fossil ones. Where it was like Pidgey and Pidgeotto and Omastar and then Pidgey took it. <laughs> I was just like, guys, come on.
0: Oh uh, Well... And I guess in other other underground news, there's apparently a new segment that's going to be coming soon.
1: Yep. Um, Mitch had a suggestion on this one and I thought it would be a really cool thing to do. We would take a it would be similar to Double team, where we would take a trading card game card that people would like to see a deck built around. And then we would kind of feature that card and describe which decks that we would build around it. And I think for this one, we'll have the caveat that it has to be a, a, like a recent set card. like.
0: So within like the current rotation?
1: Yeah, because if someone was just like, yeah, so I want you to build a deck around... Delta Mu! Delta Mu, or base set Charizard. It's just like, okay... So I've got this base set Charizard. There's only one in this deck, which is also a Virizion Genesect deck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it will be re it will be standard format card that we'll be looking for. And it, I suppose, it can be any card. I mean, if it as long as it's not like an energy card because energy cards you can do anything with. I was thinking more along the lines of. That we could do something where you could pick like a, even an item card, like an item or supporter. You want to see a deck that has Getsus in it to try and work with? We could certainly do that. I mean, there are a couple of really fun ways to do that. Um, if you want to see a specific Pokemon, like the new Plasma or the new Flashfire Butterfree, or maybe even the X and Y sableye you know something along those lines we can certainly build a deck and kind of have it be a fun little thing for the side for everybody to listen into
0: that does sound like fun
1: indeed so as for not underground radio news we have a couple other Interesting segments here. The first of which is that Rising Fist has had some new scans posted of the set here, and as everybody predicted, it is going to be a very, very intensely fighting type strong set.
0: Well, with uh, a name like Rising Fist, it kind of has to be.
1: <laughs> turns out it was actually going to be about lightning types.
0: Snap! I'm getting back into the TCG! <laughs>
1: The um, the new <laughs> cards that have been featured have been uh, Lucario, EX, and Mega Lucario. I really oh, hope I. that Mac gets back into the trading card game for that one.
0: He probably will.
1: Because a Mega Lucario deck would be, like, his thing. It would. Um, we also have had... Uh, A couple of really awesome items and supporters. Uh, One of the supporters in particular was Karina, who, for those of you who remember X and Y, was the fighting type gym leader. She lets you search your deck for one fighting type Pokémon and one item card, and put them into your hand. And that's pretty solid it also has a stadium card in the form of fighting stadium which allows all of which allows all fighting type pokemon to do 20 more damage to pokemon ex
0: that's kind of intense
1: yes a lot of people have been saying that it's going to be a very broken set i still don't think it's going to be a very broken set <laughs> so i'm i'm very convinced that we're going to be seeing a wider variety of decks and that they're all going to have a nice kind of counterbalance against each other it's not going to be similar to the days of you know overwhelming destruction when it comes to Verisian genesect and you know dark decks and
0: such. that's probably a good thing
1: probably a good thing personally <laughs> i'm hoping for the not this next set, Rising Fist, but the set after that to be a Lightning-type set, because I would love to have a Mega Manectric deck.
0: That'd be sweet.
1: Right! There have also been some cool Lightning-type cards that have been released in the last couple of times, too, like the Raichu with Circle Circuit, which is beautiful. And then you've also got the Luxray, which did pretty well by itself, so... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: In special Pokemon event news, we have a new pattern for Vavilion that has been discovered. It's called the Fancy Pattern Vavilion. This Pokemon will be distributed once 100 million Pokemon are traded on the GTS, which is becoming a reality more and more rapidly every single day.
1: It's
2: true.
0: There are tons and tons of Pokemon being traded on the GTS all the time.
2: Is this GTS or is this Wonder Trade? Like, does that count as a GTS trade?
0: I don't think the Wonder Trades count.
2: Oh, then I'm not helping at all, darn it. <laughs>
0: um, but it's, you know, it's a really cool deal. I'm really excited. I love the pavilion patterns. I recently discovered a um, subreddit de- dedicated to people trading pavilion patterns around.
1: Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm going to start... Hopefully breeding up a bunch of the pattern that I have and exchanging things around for all of the pavilion patterns I've are. Yeah.
2: I still need to do that as well.
0: Some of them are really pretty.
2: They are really cool. I want to get the Pokeball one from France. Is that where it was?
0: Probably. Oh, that'd be sweet. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: So Josh. And there are yes. new pokemon specials aren't there
2: yes yes are, are they gonna um, part be as cool one, as
0: pokemon origins
2: well part one aired yesterday uh main character and that is alan which made me so happy because it wasn't ash yeah <laughs> and i did watch it and it was actually really like it was surprisingly good they did talk about ash at one point so i know eventually he's going to run into ash But um, I was a little disappointed. I was telling Sam about this before we started recording Um, because it was a special. I had assumed it would be longer, but it was only a half hour episode. Um, I know that they're going to be doing the rest. I don't know the dates, but this was just part one and they're all going to be on Cartoon Network. It was on at seven in the morning yesterday here in Central Standard Time.
0: So what's the point of the specials? Like, what makes them specials as opposed to regular anime episodes?
2: Well, Alan's main Pokemon, his go-to Pokemon, is his Charizard, which has the Charizardite X. Oh, cool. And what he wants to do is he wants to prove that his Charizard is the strongest of all the Megas. So he is going around finding people who have Mega Pokemon, and he wants to defeat them all. Oh, and it, it was actually really cool. There was a side character, kind of like Ash's Misty. You know, the person that's following Alan around everywhere that I wanted to punch in the throat. But <laughs> aside from that, it was really good.
0: Which Mega Pokemon did he fight in the first one?
2: Uh, he fought he a few.
0: Oh, okay. So we've, yeah. we've already gotten to see several of the Megas in battle.
2: Yep. Yep, the first one he fought was Absol and then oh man, why am I not able to think of the pokemon that guy had? I can't remember the second one he fought and then he finished by fighting Mega Blastoise. And
0: he and his Charizard beat the Mega Blastoise?
2: No spoilers. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. Ah,
0: fine, I'll go but watch. But
2: let's just say it was a really cool fight against somebody that we all know in the Pokemon X and Y
1: world.
3: Done. Awesome.
1: Alright, yep, I'm definitely going to have to look that one up. That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, it was really solid.
0: So, in much sadder news, uh, Nintendo has officially closed all of their online features for all Wii and DS systems and games.
1: Yep, as of Tuesday, May 20th. So it's, which is
0: the saddest thing ever.
1: It's been a while, but you know, at the same time, it's good to move on to the next tier of Pokemon games which have started off with a fantastic start so far.
2: Yes. And my favorite part about these things going down is that there is no longer access to um like Jenning and things like that. Yeah. That as makes far sense. as I know.
0: That makes sense. I have sort of like a personal sadness about it because that means that um, my friend Ross and I can't do Pokemon battles anymore. Uh, showdown.
3: Because
0: he... Well, yeah, there is Showdown. If I could get into all that again, but. Yeah. What, else we, got? what else we got on the news desk? Let's not poke at me in Showdown.
1: <laughs> all right. So, congratulations to everyone who participated in the May International Challenge.
0: Enjoy your enigma, Berry. I know there were
1: a number of people who were participating in that, including Mr. Justin Vidal from the Striaton Radio podcast. He did pretty well from what I remembered. I think he ended up with a rating of 1,600, so I believe he went positive. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, for upcoming challenges, we've actually got one that had registration start today. And that would be for the Think Fast competition, which is a single battle tournament. You can use Pokémon in the National Pokédex, barring the usual not-competition-valid legendaries. They all have to be Kalos native, so you can't keep moving up your Pokémon from Gen 5 for this one. You'll have 10 minutes to battle, 30 seconds to choose your team, and 15 seconds to make your move choices. That tournament will be going from June 6th, 6th through June 8th.
0: That's a pretty cool thing, honestly. And it's going to make you know your ability to go up or down in rank much easier with super short battles like that. Speed
3: yeah.
1: chess for Pokemon. I like oh. it
0: pokemon is japanese chess so
1: yes (laughs) we also have another international challenge coming up for june Um, the tournament itself will be june 20th through june 23rd registration will be uh, again about a, a week's worth of time before that and that'll be the same as every other international challenge it'll follow standard vgc 2014 rules for this one we also have one coming up in July, which is called the, tentatively named anyway, the Eevee Friendly Match, which uses only Eevee and its various EVolutions.
2: That one will be interesting. Yes. And I know that they do need to change the name because this is Pokemon battling. Nothing really friendly about it. Come on. <laughs>
1: We also have the all star battle name again to be determined, which allows you to use all Pokemon except for DNC. you can use transporter Pokemon and you can use legendary or mythical Pokemon, but no more than two and so
2: it's VGC 2010 pretty much.
0: <laughs> Ex- Except for the advent of Mega Mewtwo uh-huh. So it's gonna be, everybody's gonna be like Mega Mewtwo, Mega Mewtwo, Mega Mewtwo
1: Mega Mewtwo is going to be everywhere So prepare yeah. for him The Mewtwo are coming
0: Build the bulkiest Most angry dark type Pokemon you can
2: Yeah And then get Aura Sphere in the face
0: Yep Oh, uh, that's true <laughs> <laughs>
1: fairy type, Steve. Steve is just going to sweep that whole tournament.
0: Yes. <laughs> could you could build yourself one of those oh, what's the squid Pokemon that you have to turn upside Malamar? down? Malamar? Yes.
1: Yeah. Malamar. You should talk to Darren about that one. He knows all about Malamar.
2: <laughs> yes, he does.
1: In August, we have the Think Fast competition for double battles. Which have no team preview, and you can only use three rather than four Pokemon in each battle. What? Yup. No team preview, and you can only do three instead of four.
2: Yeah, you only have one Pokemon in the back?
1: Uh huh. It's going to
3: be so awesome!
2: Odd.
1: That's what Nateel and I were talking about, too, is that it sounds weird, but at the same time, since you don't have the team preview and you only have the three, all you have to do is make three of the most powerfully synergized Pokemon that you possibly can and then just have them have at it. And the worst possible outcome is that you get countered by your exact opposite.
2: Yeah. So. Interesting
1: then we also have a couple tournaments coming up here in the fall and they're both for fairy type and ghost type
2: only and the ghost type only if i'm remembering this correct you have to have a pump Kaboor, or goregeist on the team okay for the halloween one which i'm totally okay with yeah they're yeah Gorgeist Sud- is an amazing Pokemon.
0: Suddenly a reason. Oh, I want a Pumpkaboo, though. Pumpkaboo is so much cuter than Gorgeist. <laughs> Pumpkaboo is like the cutest thing in the entire universe. Until it, I don't know.
1: You know Shh,
0: it totally does is. does
1: awful things to you because it's a ghost type and ghost types are terrifying.
2: So, Pokemon Origins is now available for purchase on iTunes in the US and Europe. For two ninety nine in HD, or $1.99 in standard definition per episode. And that is well worth the money. Absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. Pokemon Origins is the best thing to happen to Pokemon since Dunsparce.
1: Indeed. <laughs> and now that I have an iDevice that can actually play video like this, I'm very, very interested in picking it up. Well, there you go as mitch shakes his head that's <laughs> it's literally what's happening right now as soon as he's listening to this episode because he and i had a discussion just yesterday about how much ipods suck so yeah
0: so well, he can mitch. take it up with my epic iphone so <laughs> all right and the last bit of news that we have is that the oh oh there i guess there are two other bits of news i lied the Pokemon Company has registered a new trademark, and this time we actually know what it's gonna be for because it's super obvious. They have registered the trademark for Delta Emerald.
2: I wonder
1: what and that's you know going what? to
2: be about. It's <laughs> completely a tease. That's all it is. It's not gonna happen. They're just doing it to be jerks.
1: Turns out Delta Emerald is the code name for Pokemon Z.
2: Pokemon it's sort of Tril's like how Blue 18.
1: Harvest was the code name for Star Wars. <laughs>
0: It's, it's an interesting thing though because I, I should go back and see if they ever registered um, a something crystal trademark when heart gold and Soul Silver came out yeah because if they didn't maybe it's not such a tease.
2: There you go could be the case
0: dun, dun, dun. hopefully
2: will be the case
1: and to honor the World Cup football team from Japan, the Japanese players, are receiving a special Pikachu giveaway with the move Mega Kick.
2: Because (laughs) Pokemon.
0: (laughs) Because Japan.
1: Because Clown Shoe Feet doing a Mega Kick. Clown Shoe Feet? I don't even know. I
0: don't know either there, Sam. He's got, like, the
1: next stage above Little Togekiss Feet. So I, I just, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I just... do picture a Pikachu flying through the air with, like, his foot on fire about to kick something in the face, though. And that that's pretty entertaining.
1: Yeah, I suppose. That is a pretty good mental image. <laughs> Alright, well, that is news, and we will now move on to the main topic, the part that everybody has been waiting for, which is the review of Jirachi Wishmaker.
0: happened. We have gotten around to watching the next of the Pokemon movies and after what I will just call a horrendous experience with Celebi, I think we were all looking forward to something a little bit less awful. <laughs> and Jirachi Wishmaker sort of provided that. It was definitely not the worst of the Pokemon movies I've ever seen and I don't think that anything will ever be worse than the Celebi movie, but... Let's sit back and relax and talk about this
1: quote-unquote film. Also, special shout-out to the people at the Sunday League. This movie was not as bad as you made me worry that it was going to be. (laughs) There were so many people who were telling me this was the most awful movie of all of them. And that is a blatant lie. It was the Celebi movie.
0: It was the worst. I had already seen this before we got around to watching it um, because I owned this movie at one point in time and I don't know whatever happened to it, but you know.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Whatever. So.
1: They should re-release this in HD.
2: (laughs) Or they don't have to. Or they could. (laughs) I have no
1: idea.
0: Anyways, so starting out, we were very excited to watch the Pikachu short because those are a thing, uh, except they're not.
1: Except they're not.
0: There was there was no Pikachu short for this film, and I don't think there was for the last one either.
1: Nope.
0: So that was sad news. I'm hoping that they eventually come back. I don't know if they do or not, but...
1: I don't know either.
0: It's kind of a sad thing.
1: It is a sad thing. I was ho- I was kind of hoping to see one of those, because after the Pikachu shorts that I remember from the theater releases of them, I was just like, oh yeah, this would be really cool, and then they didn't happen.
2: Yeah, they're usually almost as good as the movie.
1: Yeah. Sometimes better. So, Sometimes better. Yes. <laughs> so, we had no Pikachu short, so that was kind of a mark against Wishmaker so far. And then we had the opening scenes where, you know, there was a guy and he was holding a rock.
0: Yeah, the, <laughs> the the opening to this movie was not. It it didn't make me feel very confident in the film. Yeah. Uh, we we have Jirachi trapped inside of a rock. We have May, who is, like, my least favorite of Ash's partners ever, and that's saying something because I really hated Dawn at first, but I had forgotten how much I disliked May. (laughs) (laughs) She's so mean to
1: everyone. Yeah, she is.
0: Like, she was just awful to, like, the whole group. Like, at first I thought maybe it would just be Max and that was, like, the brother-sister thing, but she's mean to everybody.
3: Yep. I... Yeah,
2: I, I guess I just really know her from this movie. I never really watched any of the anime with her in it, so I, yeah, I suppose she, yeah, meanie. Yep, <laughs> she's kind of awful.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, and Jirachi was in a rock. We couldn't figure out why he was in a rock. Well,
2: you know, that, just... that's in Jirachi's lore, though, is that he does sleep for the thousand years, and I guess when he sleeps, he covers himself in a rock for protection
0: Yeah, that it was just one of those things where it wasn't explained to us very well in the beginning of the film and so we didn't really understand the process of him hibernating and feeding his energy that he gathers from the comet into the forest again until the end of the movie and that was probably not the best way for them to have handled that in the film.
3: Yeah.
0: It would yeah. have made a lot more sense if Like, that bit of the lore had been explained to us in the start, because that would have made me understand the fact that Jirachi's in a bunch of crystal as opposed to a Pokeball substantially easier.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. voiceover guy should have explained some of that at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yes, that would have been ideal. Mr. Narrator failed us.
1: Also, there was a carnival.
0: (laughs) There was a carnival!
1: (laughs) And it was built using quantum technology.
0: I I can't decide if um, the Pokemon anime world is just, like, supremely hardcore, far advanced as far as technology is concerned, or if it's just magic and they're done trying to explain the technology.
1: Yeah. Because them, you know, knocking around those, like, jello balls, and then popping into crates of flooring, and then the flooring just mass producing itself was just like, well, how does this even work?
0: And after the flooring had gone all the way around the outer edge, it sucked up into the middle and then the giant poles shot up from it and went up to the top. And then there were all the bubbles that formed inside the holes in the wiring. It was, it was a pretty impressive method of carrying around your giant circus tent.
1: Yeah. And it was much better than the CGI of, you know, many movies past for example, the, Girat, the Celebi movie.
0: The Celebi movie had some bad CGI, and so did the Latias and Latios one.
1: Yeah, it did. So but... Everything was much smoother this time around, and I
2: liked it.
0: But... Can we talk about The Great Butler for a minute?
2: I've, I don't for, like The Great Butler, so no. It's I awful. I did not...
1: Catch that he was the Great Butler at first. I just saw him and it was <laughs> until like, I,
0: until I started calling him the Great Butler in my horribly sarcastic "We're watching a Pokemon video" voice.
1: Yep. <laughs> no, the whole time I was watching, I was just like, he's he's not a Butler. He's a magician. And then he was just like the Great Butler. Oh, okay. Now things are sort of making sense, I guess.
2: Well, once you become the Great, you're automatically a magician.
1: Yeah.
0: He had, a, he had a really interesting Pokemon team yeah, for for his magic show. I mean, he's sitting there with a Curlia, a Dusclops, a Mightyena. Yeah. Were, were those the only three he had?
2: He At has least. a Salamence as well.
0: Oh, yeah, but we figure that out much later in the film. Yeah, yeah
2: yep. those are the three that he uses for his show.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, uh, I was kind of surprised at his team, too, because it was just like, yeah, I've got this Mighty Anna, and I've got this Curlia, and, you know, I've got this Dusclops, and then I've got this Salamence. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and probably the part where it started getting weird for me was when Max started hearing voices in his head, and I was just like, oh, this is this isn't going very well for him, is it? Because
0: part of me never quite figured out why Jirachi chose Max of all of the people in the crowd. I mean, I get it from like the, you know, we're writing this movie. This is our main cast of people standpoint. But normally they choose Ash because Ash is the hero. And Max is just kind of like the young tag along kid. And he doesn't necessarily have any like special affinity with psychic types or with steel types. So I don't. Why did Max get to well, have all of the fun with Jirachi?
2: <laughs> my personal thought on that is, let's see, how long has the Pokemon world been around? How many thousands of years?
1: Forever. Forever.
2: So let's, how many thousands? Just throw out a number.
1: Uh, 25,000.
2: Okay, so 25,000 years Pokemon have existed on this planet. So that means that Jirachi is really only 25 weeks old, if you think okay. about it. So that makes him pretty young. So he's going to pick the younger character because Jirachi, I mean, just from watching the movie, he is just a toddler. He's just a kid. That's true. No, so he's I, picking the younger character to be friends with.
0: And I totally get that. I guess what I didn't make my point super clear um, in a lot of like the episodes and the movies and things like that were introduced to a character that has a specific connection with the lore and what is going on in the film. True. So in this film, there wasn't like a specific child that had some sort of innate connection to the forest or the lore or the type of person that Jirachi would naturally be attracted to. None of that was ever explained to us and we didn't have that sort of nice little connection there. Um, Giratay just picked Max because he was the youngest of the group of characters that viewers were familiar with, which seemed like yeah. kind of the easy road out in that case.
2: Yeah, well, it is a Pokemon movie.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: But at this point in time, we hadn't quite reached the point of direct to Cartoon Network.
2: Well, it's... was that still in the theaters at this I point? Don't...
0: I don't know that it, it wasn't in all theaters, for sure, because that ended up starting to happen at the Celebi point. But, like, I think that it still had a limited theatrical release.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I'm going to find that out for sure now before I make an absolute fool of myself.
1: <laughs> so, one of the primary just reasons for this whole thing to happen, that Butler, you know, as soon as I saw him, I did not like him, and I knew that he was going to be the bad guy. Sure enough...
2: It's the hair.
1: He, um... It was revealed that he was a part of Team Magma, and I got a little excited about that. I was just like, oh, so we're going to see Team Magma here. Um, no, as it turns out, he was insulted by Team Magma, because he wanted to revive a Groudon using a fossil. Even though that's totally not how that works. Because he's a legendary Pokemon, and legendary Pokemon are, for the most part, for all intents and purposes, immortal. So it's just like, why wouldn't you just... Yeah, you can just find a Groudon. If you revived this Groudon from a fossil, there'd be two Groudons, and it doesn't make any sense. But... Yeah, his whole plan of capturing Jirachi was to revive a Groudon, and I was just like, you have the power to grant yourself any wish in the entire world, and you want to revive a Pokemon that already exists.
0: Specifically to get back at Team Magma for laughing at him.
1: Yeah. I was just like, come on, guys. Oh, this is a horrible, horrible thing to wish for.
2: Yeah, and I mean, originally, I, I thought that this plan was stupid, too, because... What is Jirachi known as?
0: The Wishmaker.
2: The Wishmaker. So, let's use this Pokemon to power this thing to bring back Groudon. Instead of saying, hey, Jirachi, I wish for a Groudon, please. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because that would be so much more difficult to do. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, and, you know, maybe part of why he's doing that is because we realized er, fairly early on in the film after Jirachi was awoken from the crystal that when max wished for candy all jirachi did was teleport candy from the stand to them
2: yeah so really jirachi is no better than Abra. yeah
0: (laughs) today we learned um as far as the uh theatrical release is concerned on this movie there was no theatrical release in the united states it was it was a direct-to-dvd in the u.s. Um, on June 1st 2004 but it was shown in Japanese theaters on July 19th 2003 and didn't have a home video release until December of that year so this was still one of the really big theatrical re- release Pokemon movies in Japan which God. to me says they were a little lazy on the Max thing
2: <laughs> yeah. oh absolutely so... yeah so
1: yeah
0: anywho
2: there was also
0: a
1: montage.
0: <laughs> oh, and it felt so, like, 90s, and then I was like, wait a minute, this was put out in, like, mid-2000s.
1: Yep. Well, you know, it takes them a while to get around the curve here, so, you know, that's that's also a thing. But, yeah, it was a montage of them running away from uh, Butler after he was just like, yeah, I'm going to use Jirachi and his creepy, weird eye in the middle of his stomach to try and make him revive a Groudon. And, yeah, it was just them, you know, trying to drive through the mud and getting covered in mud and, you know, just having a grand old road trip out to where Jirachi wanted to go, which was this place that looked like the Wulong Forest from Avatar.
0: Or any part of the forest from Princess Mononoke.
1: Pretty much, yeah. By the way, we'll have to talk about that
0: yeah we'll get we'll get there
1: <laughs> so yeah, and- uh-huh. apper- apparently more magic technology too um Butler finds them because of a homing beacon, which was actually not the smartest thing in the world for them to figure out too. It's just you know, oh yeah, we'll run away from him. In a little bus it's not like one of his pokemon could be following us or anything of that nature and then he was apparently able to set up his whole secret base there again with just the drop of a hat because magic
2: well yeah poke magic
0: yeah pokemon magic oh yeah but so at, at this point in the film we've been introduced to jirachi we've been introduced to the relationship jirachi has with max we've realized that butler's the bad guy it turns out that diane butler's assistant's assistant thinks that butler is pretty much insane so she's like hey guys let's get out of here and go take jirachi back where jirachi belongs so that jirachi can do the thing that it's here to do and then they get out there, and Butler finds them, and traps them, and then takes Jirachi, and does what he wants to do, which is to say, summons the Groudon.
1: Zombie Groudon.
2: Stupidest thing in the world.
1: And
0: it was, it was a zombie
1: Groudon. It, they specifically said there too, it's not Groudon. It was a zombie Groudon.
2: So, Groudon with creepy gelatin watery weirdness tentacles
1: it was such a princess mononoke thing it was just like the it was like the god of death that happened after that whole stuff in the end of the movie and it was just like with the weird tentacles and everything it was such a had such a miyazaki feeling to it
0: yeah, like, it It wasn't until the Groudon started, like, glowing blue and getting all sort of, like, drippy and then shooting out all of the little tentacle things everywhere where I was like, this is straight out of Princess Mononoke.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, not even kind of, sort of, we maybe took some inspiration from that movie. No, no, no. This thing was, like, exactly like the monster from Mononoke. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and it, it was, wasn't Pokemon. It was
1: devouring all life around it. I mean, there's... there wasn't even any sort of, oh, well, you know, we were just inspired by the artwork. I mean, it was essentially the exact same thing.
2: Walked by the trees and they all died and the leaves all withered and fell. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then a flygon appeared.
2: Which, let me tell you, Flygon was my favorite Pokemon in this entire movie.
1: It was! Flygon was such an amazing just... He was tearing up everything. everywhere.
3: He sounded so derpy, though! Yeah, yes, he
2: did. I, like, I, I will give you that.
0: Let's talk about Pokemon voices for a second, because there were two Pokemon in this movie that had voices that I was not expecting and I don't think should be real. The, the first one was Flygon, because I was expecting Flygon to have like an epic, you know... OMG guys, I'm a dragon voice, because all of the dragon Pokemon tend to have epic dragon voices. Even Dragonite, that's got, you know, the derpiest dragon look ever, so cute he is, has kind of a magnificently dragon-esque voice. And Flygon was just kind of like, teeny tiny, little girly, sad voice.
2: Well, that's not fair. I, I didn't think it was that bad, but okay.
0: I was I was super surprised about it, and honestly, it wasn't as bad as the second Pokemon I'm going to talk about, which is Absol,
1: who had the deepest voice ever.
0: <laughs> that Pokemon opened its mouth, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like That's I genuinely kind of Absol's thought. Deal. <laughs> yeah, but like when you look at the way that Absol Absol's appearance to me doesn't lend itself to. Contra bass voice Like not even bass That was that was a step lower than bass That was Contra bass
1: Yeah Well I think you and I are going to Especially have to disagree on That particular one too Because we actually talked about what Mega Absol would sound like And you were just like oh Mega Absol would sound like that And I was like no no." It Mega,
0: wouldn't. Mega Absol could sound like that Because no. it's bigger and badder And Mega Pokemon no. can have deeper voices I guess
1: No. Nope, nope, nope. Mega Absol would not sound like that. Or
2: Absol. Well, Well, hey, uh, I've got a good idea. What? Watch the Pokemon anime special that was just on yesterday, and you'll hear what he sounds like.
1: Okay. Done. Done.
2: Oh, and by the way, I just remembered. It was Mega Garchomp. That was the second one.
0: Okay. Sorry, that was very
2: delayed. But there you go, everybody. Enjoy.
1: All
0: right. So back to the movie. Um, We (laughs) have now... Jirachi has now been forced to use its power to summon zombie Groudon. Butler is upset because he's realized that he can't force a Groudon out of this thing, and he's made a terrible mistake, and now the forest is dying, and Groudon's going to eat the whole world and all of the energy of all of the Pokemon. And down sucking up pokemon with its weird tentacles and then you see them in these awkward bubbles coming up to like the front of his stomach and it's super weird and butler then has the most magnificent plan on how to finish this pokemon and make everything right again Key suggests to our band of heroes to simply reverse the polarity of his machine
3: reversing the polarity
0: it's it's a solid plan Welcome to we thought that this was science-y, and then we realized that there was no science involved, so have this fancy science word, and maybe you'll forgive us,
2: yeah it, it was <laughs> magic. you don't need science with magic.
1: you just have to reverse the polarity that's yeah, all. and
2: that's that's a magical term,
3: yeah had I, had suppose. I,
0: <laughs> had I been drinking anything when Butler had said. We will need to reverse the polarity. I would have spewed it all over Sam's television because I was so utterly shocked <laughs> by that method of planning. <laughs> Who puts in the ability to reverse the polarity on the machine that you have intended for only one purpose?
1: So I have this, I have this continuity that you need to watch, Natil, and it's called Star Trek. This happens all <laughs> the time.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a
2: lot of Star Trek. Star Trek wins. Yeah.
0: Uh, so they they reverse the polarity, and then
1: zombie Groudon goes away. Is, um, is un- <laughs> unzombified.
2: This sort of, was the weirdest part of the movie to me, or one of them.
0: There were a lot because, of them.
2: Well, yes, there were a lot of them. But yeah, he's like absorbed back into the machine, and then shoots off into space and is like gone and you know explodes into blue happy shooting stars. Actually, and done. then it's where
1: Deoxys comes from.
2: Well, okay, sure. But then all of the Pokémon and people start like just appearing on the earth again. I think They didn't shoot up into space and explode with him.
0: I think that bit has to do with Jirachi's um, teleporting because the the way that they appeared um, looked very similar to the way that the candy was appearing when I Max... I
2: suppose.
0: So, like, my, my theory on that is when Jirachi, you know, went super Saiyan powerful, he was like, oh, I sense all of these po- po- people and Pokemon trapped inside of this zombie Miyazaki fest monster. I will teleport them out before I shoot this dude into space.
2: But why didn't he just do that in the first place? Magic.
0: Because he wasn't. Teleport
2: the Groudon out of there.
0: Because he he reversed
2: the polarity.
0: He wasn't in Super Saiyan mode yet. In order for Jirachi to reach Super Saiyan levels of power, he has to have the polarity reversed.
2: Yes, he has to (laughs) open his eye, reverse the polarity, and And then he
0: enters Super Saiyan mode, and then he is capable of finishing off the big bad guy because that's how movies work.
2: I'm nodding my head. I still don't like it. I'm shaking mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so and you know, after this all happens, um, Butler and his assistant Deanna's plan is to kind of just live in the forest as simpletons. From that point onward. You know, there's Which
0: strikes me as so sad. I was like, Why can't Butler have like reached this point of, you know, I realized that what I did was wrong, and now I'm going to go back to making the lives of people around me happy by reclaiming my epicness as a magician. Why does he have to just leave all of the magic and stuff behind and become a forest simpleton? Oh, that's right, because this is a Miyazaki movie.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that that actually makes sense, because he made a mistake. So he's going to stay in the forest to make sure that nothing else harms the forest and nobody else comes for Jirachi's, you know rock creepiness now
1: it's totally a Miyazaki film
0: it just it strikes me as an odd thing for him to choose to do because he has not exactly been living the life of a, a woodsman like he, his life has been very technologically based and it's, it's a huge change and it uh. came sort of out of left field
2: yeah, and he doesn't have anywhere near enough facial hair to be living in the woods. No, nope, he doesn't.
0: He's, he's going to get facial sunburn, and all of his skin's going to peel off. It's going to be awful.
2: And yeah. he can't chop wood without a beard. It's true. And he'd
1: be <laughs> chopping wood with a screwdriver and being just like, this is the first time I've ever used a hammer.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> that just gets more awful the more I think about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, oh. yeah.
0: So yeah.
2: So yeah, that that yeah.
0: That's oh, pretty much the entirety of that film.
2: Yeah, except Team for awful. the best part of the movie. I'm listening. Do 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 doo do doo. Okay, I'm done. <laughs>
3: yeah. Do do do
2: do do. So bad.
3: Turns out
0: it's not a lullaby if there's not words. You can't just You can't just doo 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 a lullaby. Well,
2: you can do doo doo all you want, but it ain't no lullaby, you're right. It's true.
0: Lullabies have words.
1: <laughs>
2: or yeah, at least are doo doos. I was actually watching the movie last night and my wife was next to me while I was watching it, but she fell asleep quite promptly at the beginning of the movie because she knew it was a Pokemon movie. But I woke her up the first time they did the lullaby just to make her listen to it. And
0: You're a terrible the, husband.
2: No, she, I, I told her it was coming before she fell asleep. I was <laughs> like, you need to listen to part of this movie. And she was so confused. So then this morning I watched the very end of the movie because I didn't quite finish it last night. And it happened again, and she just, she had no idea what was going on. She was so sad that that (laughs) was a thing.
0: Oh, it is a very sad and depressing little thing. It is. I think Sam wants to talk about Team Magma.
1: Team Magma was awful. There was just no, there was nothing going on with Team Magma. They were pretty Mm -hmm. much there to laugh at Butler.
2: Yeah, it was like a fifteen second clip of Team Magma, and you didn't see any of Team Magma. It would
1: we have been so having... much cooler if they would have had more of Team Magma in there, like Team Magma and an actual Groudon and ridiculous stuff like that, but nope.
0: And I don't know if we ever actually get like a movie where Team Magma is like the actual villain.
2: mm. There's no magma or aqua.
0: Yep. That's extremely disappointing.
1: It is. Yeah. But... Because, you know, they had a major, like, role in the video games as, you know, to these bioterrorists who are going to either flood over everybody or dry out the seas and cause massive shifts in global climate and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty important there. Um, But we're just going to have them laugh at this guy for all of, like, two seconds and then give him a complex... And then he'll go off to live in the woods for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah. So, like, literally, I think the last thing that I even care to talk about about this movie was that song at the very end of the film. As the credits are rolling and there's the constellations, which were the biggest disappointment of my entire life.
2: Oh, my gosh, yes. It was the
1: Ursa Ring and the Teddy Ursa were the two best. And they had them right at the beginning. And And
0: it was so cool. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's literally... The Little Dipper and the Big Dipper, which are Ursa Major and Ursa Minor in our constellations. This is going to be so cool. I'm going to see all of our constellations recreated as Pokemon. And then I was like, wait, what is going on?
2: Yeah. What are you talking about? That whole thing was awesome. Come on, a Machoke holding us a Viper? Of course that's a constellation.
0: <laughs> and then when Cygnus turned into Kyogre... Like, there was, there was the Cygnus constellation, and the only reason I remember that one is because I took an astronomy course in college, and I, don't, I remember, like, four of the constellations we had to learn, and Cygnus is one of them. And I was like, yes, that's going to be, like, a Firo or something like that. That makes total... Nope, that's a Kyogre. What?
2: Yeah, at least that one made a little bit of sense. Like, it looked like it could have been, you know, a skeleton-esque thing for a Kyogre. The others were just terrible.
0: Well, yeah, but you don't, like... You don't take the actual... Like, Cygnus is a swan. Yeah. Why not take a bird Pokemon uh, and... A swana? Well, swana wasn't a thing when this movie was made.
2: That's true. That's true.
0: So that's Which is why I was expecting Firo, But then it was like, oh, look. Legendary water Pokemon that we haven't taken any time to introduce you to at all in any of the films yet.
3: No.
1: No. Nope. <laughs> <sighs> so, you know, over- overall, though... This was not a bad film. I mean, it was it was a movie that I could probably stand to see once, maybe one more time, but it wasn't a it wasn't awful. I mean, it, it wasn't the the fourth movie where I never want to see that again.
2: See, I I think it was worse than the Celebi movie. I actually didn't dislike the Celebi movie like you guys do. Oh, I
1: hated the Celebi movie. So
2: bad. I thought this one was worse, personally. Okay. But that's That's just me. Obviously, I mean, I know nothing about Pokemon, so take that for what it
0: is. (laughs) Thus far, honestly, I think that... Like, I obviously loved the first Pokemon movie. That was a fantastic movie. Yeah. The second movie was okay. Like, the, the Lugia movie was not so bad. Then we had the... The Entei movie, which was weird.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It was weird, yes. But it was still an alright movie. I saw it in the theater, and I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. And then
0: after that comes...
2: Celebi. Yep.
0: Where does Pokemon Heroes fit into all this, oh, that's Seven? this one
2: Between these two.
0: Oh, okay, so Heroes was the last one, and then Wishmaker is six. Okay. Yeah. So, so far I think I've hated the Celebi movie the most. And then Jirachi Wishmaker and Pokemon Heroes are kind of on a similar level for me.
1: Yeah. For me it was just Pokemon Heroes that... The Latius and Lottias. I mean, they just sounded so awful to my ears. That was really what ruined that whole movie for me. It was just the shrieking. But... No, this one this one was not it was it was weird, but I would say it was better than Celebi for sure.
0: Well, I guess that kind of wraps that up. What is the next movie that we're going to be forced to watch?
2: You know, I don't even know. Is it Destiny Deoxys? Is that
1: next?
0: Oh my gosh, no way. <laughs>
2: Sounds about right.
0: I will figure this out real quick because I I'm feel pretty like sure it is. I don't have my into. list
2: in front of me, but I, I'm pretty sure that was the next one on my list. I have them all on my PlayStation, and I'm pretty sure that was it.
1: Well, there uh, you go. Destiny Deoxys fun. for the win.
0: It is indeed Destiny Deoxys. It's Destiny Deoxys next, and then Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. And I've seen that one on Cartoon Network, and that one was good.
3: I I've
2: seen that, both but... of them, and I liked them both.
1: Good nice. deal. So we're finally coming out of the relatively dark times there and we're hitting some pretty awesome stuff
0: until we hit movie nine which is the may and manaphy movie
1: (laughs) oh oh yeah the the sea (laughs) temple one yeah
0: that's that's still coming we still have to get through that one guys all
1: right well we'll we'll get to that and cross that bridge when we need to but for now this has That's the sixth movie. Not a bad one. Check it out for yourselves. You can find it at just about any place there is ever a Pokemon movie. And yeah, we'll be moving on to our Viridian Forest segment.
2: And while walking through Viridian Forest early on his journey, Kent got lost, got poisoned, and, well, let's just say he had a bad time. Oh, dear. So Kent was breeding for a shiny lil' eep, which is quite awesome, if I may say so. Oh, yeah. Because shiny lil' eep and, yeah, yeah, they're just, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. That's all there is to it. So he's breeding... And he hatches one, realizes that it doesn't have the egg moves that it needs, and that it doesn't have storm Train. Ouch! And that is just a terrible thing overall.
0: <laughs> it's it's so awful because it's not like Kradili is going to be one of those Pokemon that can you know handle not having both of those things. I mean, maybe one or the other, maybe possibly,
2: yeah, and I mean, it's sad because it's not even one of the abilities that you can just ability capsule, because I would give him an ability capsule. Yeah. But no, no, that is just a useless, in every way, shape, and form, Lily. Yeah.
1: You know, I was thinking about this the other day, too, it's just, you know, back in, back before Gen 5, it was really, if you found a shiny Pokemon, it was like, having a trophy piece there. You almost never used it in battle unless you were a hacker. And now in this generation, it's like the Shinies are the full art cards of the Pokemon video game, where it's just, yep, I got myself a Shiny one, and it's got all of the right moves and everything. It's the same as people who are just like, yeah, I built this deck. It's got all full arts in it.
0: It only took me 80,000 eggs to get all six of the Pokemon Shiny, but
1: which is probably a uh, equal value to, you know, actual money you'd spend on Troll and Toad or whatever for it, but <laughs> there you go. You know, it's I I still do feel for you Kent. I really do.
2: Yeah. It's no. That's a terrible terrible thing.
1: It is. And now it is time for Victory Road here, which is a very nice thing to walk onto after we get through Viridian Forest, and the Victory Road story I have this time around is actually a bit of a three-parter here, and for this one, I walked into my League Venue shop the other day, and I picked myself up four packs of cards, and I managed to pull myself a... Full Art Kangaskhan X and Combustion Blast Charizard, both from the new Flashfire Fire set. So those are some pretty good packs to get. Yeah. So you know that my pull rate aside, I contacted Darren, who also is a trading card game player and who has been looking to finish up a Kangaskhan deck. And I said, "So, are you still looking for a Full Art Kangaskhan X?" Turns out he was. So I'll be trading that to him, and he'll have all of his pretty full-art kangaskhan EX that he'll ever need for that. And when I also talked to another player who goes to the Sunday League, he said he was also looking for Combustion Blast Charizard. So I, will, I not only had some really awesome pulls, but I will also be able to distribute out to players some things that they are also looking for, which is just as equally rewarding, if not better
0: awesome
1: because darren is awesome
2: (laughs) yeah he's all right (laughs) you know i love you darren
0: (laughs) all right
1: so that is victory road here and a nice little feel-good piece there and we'll be moving on to pokemon spotlight with number 385 (laughs)
3: what kind of pokemon are you how do you do the things you do share with me your secrets deep inside what kind of pokemon are you are you loyal through and through and do you have a heart that that's true what kind of pokemon are you this week's pokemon
0: spotlight covers number 385 jirachi uh-huh.
2: Jirachi is a small, white Pokémon with the stubbiest of limbs.
1: Jirachi has three eyes, which are kind of creepy. Two, is, two are on his face, and a third eye is in his stomach. And the stomach eye is known as its true eye.
0: Jirachi's head has three star-like points on it, in kind of like a hat formation. On each of its points is a wish tag.
2: Jirachi sleeps for 1,000 years at a time in that crystalline ball thingy-majig we talked about and usually only wakes during the Millennium Comet. But Jirachi can also be awoken if it is sung to by a voice of purity and not somebody going, doo 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 I love that you finished that for me, Natil. That's just awesome. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jirachi is a Steel-type Pokemon and is by far the lightest of the Steel-type Pokemon, weighing in at only 2.4 pounds.
1: Jirachi is also one of two non-Dragon-type Pokemon that can use the move Draco Meteor, but only has access to it through an event.
2: Despite the fact that Jirachi is usually asleep, it is still quite good at defending itself. Somehow.
1: It turns into a rock.
2: And fights back.
0: Jirachi is known as the Wishmaker, but in general can't actually grant wishes. It's not magic. It just tends to steal items that you have wished for via teleportation.
1: Which is super contrary to its Pokedex entries, because apparently if you write a wish on one of its wish tags, it can make it come true.
0: The games in the anime have never quite meshed as well as they should have.
2: Yes, they should seriously. have. Seriously. All you need is a Sharpie. I wish for Groudon. Done. Done. Movie over. (laughs) Jirachi's only
1: major appearance in the anime is in the movie that we just reviewed here, which is
2: Jirachi Wishmaker. Jirachi is one of many Pokemon that has the rounded base 100 stats, which makes it banned from all competitive play.
0: Which is so sad.
2: I know. Sigh.
0: <laughs> Jirachi has a unique attack that is located only in its move pool known as Doom Desire. It has a base 140 attack power with 100% accuracy. The attack takes two turns before activation, much like Future Sight, and hits through Protect, Detect, Sturdy, Focus Sash, and Endure.
3: Whoa.
2: Yeah, it's actually kind of cool, and another thing that I should have noted on there is Life Orb doesn't affect the damage of it. It never goes over the 140 base. You don't get the boost from Life Orb, oh, which is interesting. That is interesting.
0: So, so yeah. we, we mentioned earlier that Jirachi's a, a Steel-type Pokemon, but it's a Psychic Steel-type Pokemon in general, if you're going to be looking at it to play competitively. It's important to know that it's a dual-type.
2: Indeed. True. Just needs levitate and then it would be a useful dual
0: type. It's true. It's it's definitely hard to use it super competitively despite its, you know, epic doom desire and very well-rounded stats, but you could make it work.
2: I think that you could make it work before this gen. But now not being neutral to ghost and dark type. Gives Jirachi so many weaknesses.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although, it does have the ability to be a pretty awesome um, fairy stabber.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: And it is time once again for our question of the week.
0: My favorite part of the episode.
1: Yay! This week's question... What mega-evolution are you most excited to see battle on the new anime special?
0: Pretty sure everyone in the universe can guess what mine is, because obviously why would it be anything but Mega Manectric?
1: Really? I thought you were going to say Mega Magikarp. Super Tesla.
0: Super Tesla!
1: That's what you should totally... You should build a Manectric and name it Super Tesla.
0: I need someone to draw me a picture of a Mega Manectric with a cape so that I can just call it Super Tesla, yes.
2: a Tesla wielding a Tesla coil. Uh, I I do just want you to know, Natiel, that my Mega Manectric that I use competitively is nicknamed Tesla, just for you.
0: It's because everyone feared Tesla. Tesla was my first successful competitively battling Pokemon, <laughs> and no one understood why it was so amazing for so long. Yeah. Yep. It was magic. I loved him. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super jacked about Mega awesome. How about you, Sam? Who are you jacked about?
1: Mega Banette. I want to see that thing in action.
2: Why Mega Banette?
1: Because it's such a creepy Pokemon. I can only imagine that the guy who made a Mega Banette is just like one of the hex maniacs or something. And is just like, alright, time for Mega Banette. And it'll be prankster-ish, and it'll just be doing all kinds of crazy things.
0: So you're, like, substantially less excited for the actual Mega Banette, and much more excited to find out what type of trainer has actually gone through the process of... of
3: Yeah, kinda.
2: (laughs) I can get on board with that. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Well, you know I want the Mega Sparse. But since it doesn't exist... Yet. I think personally like, I'm going to have to go with Kangaskhan because I want to see baby Kangaskhan fight yes 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 I yes, want yes. to see that so bad I want to see mama Kangaskhan like, throw baby Kangaskhan at Charizard while he's flying and start like punching him in the face that's what I want awesome that's really cool
1: and if you guys have a Mega Pokémon that you would like to see battle in the show, whether it's already happened or not, I was kind of hoping that they would save the Mega Blastoise for the very end, because that would be, like, the worst possible thing for a Charizard to want to go up against. But...
2: Just wait until you watch the episode. It'll it'll be, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yes...
1: Uh, if you have a response for us for what Mega Evolution you want to see battle on the anime special, you can send the response to us in one of several ways. The first of which is that you can send it to us in a tweet at Radio Rotome. You can let us know on the Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash The Underground Podcast. You can check us out on the D20 Radio Network forums at d20radio.com slash forums, Or you could also send the response to us to our mailbag at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com.
0: Today's broadcast, you can find back episodes of The Underground on iTunes or at our website, theundergroundpodcast.wordpress.com. Please subscribe to the show via the iTunes store or directly through the RSS feed on our website. If you like what you hear, leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, send them with the nearest deli bird to our mailbag. Or you can just email us at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com.
2: We would also love to hear your bumpers. Just record an MP3 of yourself telling us that you dig the underground and send it in. We'll play it at the top of the next episode. Please join our discussions over on the D20 radio network forums at d20 radio.com forums. We're also on Twitter at radio Rotom and on Facebook at facebook.com groups slash the underground podcast.
1: Please join us again next week when we'll cover mega evolutions and their use in the Pokemon games. So until next time, Pokefans! fans, remember that our secret base is always open to you, if you can find it.
0: The Underground Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license, and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pokemon is a registered trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, 4Kids Entertainment, and Wizards of the Coast. Music used in the show comes courtesy of the OC Remix album, The Missing Note Tracks. These songs and thousands more can be found at www.ocremix.org. All original audio, textual, graphical, and video content associated with the Underground Podcast are the sole copyright intellectual property of Nathiel Erickson and Samuel Ranke in affiliation with the D20 Radio Network.
1: So, Natil. Yes? Get ready for this.
0: I am ready for this.
1: This is from Dario. Just so you know.
0: Okay.
1: It's from Dario.
0: Okay. Ah!
1: <laughs> and I have that on record. <laughs>
0: oh my god!
1: So, there you go. Why... So We're there getting, you go.
0: You're getting an Aqua Aquajet Floatzel out of the deal. Yeah! He's so shiny! So good. <laughs> I want to go check his stats and stuff.
1: So there you go. That Pokemon has been sitting in my boxes for many, many, many months now. Waiting for a time when you were going to be online at the same time.
0: I'm terrible at that kind of stuff.
1: But I'm glad that it has finally made its way out here.